1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Guest this week is an entrepreneur who specializes in marketing, promotions, event planning, and sales. She's also a co-owner of a startup business called H2O Active, which is going to be a foundation to help others, suicide prevention, veterans, and anybody else that needs help, which is amazing. And we are excited to talk to her about her passion and love for surfing and her obsession slash whatever you want to call it, fetish, maybe, I don't know, and anything and everything about pineapple. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm intrigued and I think it's going to be awesome. We want to welcome Stephanie and the Pineapple Princess Garcia. Woo! Thank you guys. And I, and I know, I, I mean, pineapples, it's such an iconic logo. They're beautiful mm-hmm. um, and delicious. They're fruit. so good. Yeah. They um, are. They, um, I don't know. I, when I moved to the North Shore, I'm from Santa Barbara originally. I moved to the North Shore um, when I was like 19 or 20. And my friend that worked for MTV, he would call and he'd be like, oh, is this the Pineapple Princess? It was like a joke. And he'd yeah. always say that. And, um, and so it just kind of stuck like that, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so when I saw how popular the pineapple was, you know, and yes. this lady came up with a thing saying, you know, stand tall, wear your crown and be sweet on the inside. Right. Mm. So I thought, okay, well. So Pineapple Princess, I made up, you know, on my own, stand tall, meaning stand up for what you believe in, um, stand up for other people. Um, obviously, we can't go around wearing a crown, but <laughs> what that means to me is is to have self-worth, yeah, um, self-love, and know that you are important, yes. and you matter too. Yeah. And then be sweet on the inside, well as treat others the way you want to be treated. And so that is the Pineapple Princess side of, of pineapple, but... Um, yes. So that, um, that's just something that is, I've always wanted to do like a blog or, 
yeah. a clothing line or something, you know, something that empowers. It's more of an empowerment thing. Um, you know, so, and I'm kind of like a pineapple, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I can be pretty prickly on the outside and, you know, but I am sweet on the inside, <laughs> you know, so, uh, and I'm not that tall, but, um, but I can stand tall. Yeah. So, it's, you know, um, that's really um, a thing I am doing. Um, uh, it's called uh, Pineapple Princess Vintage Surf Shop, and that will be um, an online shop. And I'm just curating tons of pineapple clothing and decor Cool. And accessories for men, women, and children, um, because it's nifty to be thrifty. Yeah. And um, yes. yeah. In, and so, in this day and age, yeah. And it's it's you know it's being sustainable. You're repurposing. Yeah. You know, you're giving something a second chance, and and it's you know it's easy on your wallet. You know, so um, I've really found um, it's super fun for me because now when I go thrifting, like at Goodwill or whatever, the ladies in there go. There's the pineapple. Oh, wait, there's pineapples over here. Like, you know, they always, and so it's funny. And so, funny. well, in our world, surf, like pineapple, pineapple goes is, hand in hand. Yeah. It, it's an iconic logo that is. Well, Ben know, Gravy's logo, right? Ben Gravy. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. And, you know, there's been, you know, a lot of. And back in the 50s, palm tree. you know, uh, they have that song, Pineapple Princess. It's, it's an Epinuccello song. And it's, oh, really? it's called. Yeah, she's the um, sweetest girl you'll ever meet. Pineapple Princess. It goes, it's a total, we'll have to find I, that. I couldn't believe it when yeah. I found it. And I Googled it. We'll have to find that. That's awesome. And in the Urban Dictionary, I I don't know how I found it. it there was a Pineapple Princess and it said there's, Pineapple Princess is very rare. She's very rare and uh, she um, is very sweet, but she she basically it described me to the t like she That's doesn't so and i was like whoa this is a trip so yeah all right so before we dive into your story we wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors we haven't done that in a while yes in in an episode so thank you to earth pack earth pack it's awesome merchandising company they, they you know for bags paper plastic recycled goods um, Earth Pack is the way to go, right? For merchant for your merchandising packaging needs. Uh, a new sponsor that came to us too, it's Caballero Pools and Spas. He's actually part of our um, Fantasy Surfer Club, so Clubhouse. So yeah, he, he uh, they sponsor the podcast and then- Everybody likes a good pool. Yeah. A big shout out to Neon Wave. Yes. It's a amazing retail, surf boutique in rochester new york nice so pretty Thank amazing you. um and then what else do we want shoots beer um ashland hard seltzer village of spirits shade sunscreen yeah. bonsai bowls yeah. village of spirits clearweather footwear brand caliente yeah. um wax uh thanks to all our sponsors that are and all you listeners, guys, support our sponsors, so, please. Yeah. And Thank you. don't forget, we have a YouTube channel that you can watch the Pineapple Princess. On. Oh, boy. Coming soon. Um, so, yeah, let's start at the beginning there. So you, you mentioned Santa Barbara. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up, um, well, outside of Santa Barbara in this, well, they call it Lompton now, but Lompoc, which is right near um, Halama, um, yep. Surf Beach. Um, Hollister Ranch yep. and El Cap and that whole scene. So beautiful part I, of the coastline. Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't realize how fortunate I was growing up in such a, a beautiful area, right? Until I got older. Yeah. Um, because you know, I a little sleepy for a teenager, yeah. a young kid, teenager. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah. 
but it just you know it was um it i mean i i'm a llama girl at heart i, I grew up at the beach my brother was he was 20 years older than i wow and he was um into, huge gap huge gap he was a bass player and um and he hung out with surfers he didn't surf but he uh, you know all of his friends that played music they surfed so i was um he would just tag tote me along so i love music i love I love guitars, I love bass, I love, you know, music in general, um, and, and I just, I, I fell in love with surfers, right, and surfing, so, um, I tried to date a cowboy one time, <laughs> but I just couldn't, it was, you know, he was, I loved the cows, but I, I just missed the beach, it wasn't the same, you know, I mean, I, it was the Wranglers and the Boots, and I, I was like, oh, no, this isn't gonna work for me, but, um, but he was a super nice guy, but, um, it's just um, surfers are cut from a different piece of cloth. Yeah, they yeah. are, and it's it's a whole different um, mindset and uh, a whole just and you know and then so say twenty my girlfriends all moved to Hawaii, two of my girlfriends and they so wait hold on a second so your yeah. brother's twenty years older than you twenty two twenty two years older than mm -hmm. you your parents like waited a huge my mom they had me like when I was in her like late forties. Um, so I have a sister that's 22 years older than me wow. and then my brother was 20 and then my other sister is 18. Um, so you know, older, older. Yeah. So I was kind of like an only, like when I was born, my sister, the oldest was getting married. You yeah. know, she was yeah. crazy. No. Yeah. My poor mother. Cause she, she's like, you gave me all my white hair, you know, I was like, but you know, I mean, and so we had a family restaurant and, um, so I, I grew up like with adults. I didn't like play with Barbies. I, I, I grew everybody's up, contributing. I, I, yeah. I, I wanted to be big like everybody else, right? What, what was the restaurant? It was called Cafe San Martin. Um, it's still there. Well, I don't know if it's in business, but we had it in the family for 40 years. My mom, they bought the land with my grandfather and my, her. My grandfather went into business and they built the restaurant. And it was one of the most best Mexican restaurant in Lompoc. Everybody would come every week for dinner. It sounds and, kind what, of amazing. What, yeah, good food. But what what a great like upbringing to be in that kind of like social atmosphere. Well, but yeah. business. I mean, it's definitely it was, hard for it sure. Was, it Lompoc, was a lot to learn. Yeah, that's, Lompoc scenes. I've driven there a couple. Yeah, times. Yeah, they have a little uh, little place there that people go to. That's a. Uh, Kind of near the ocean, but it's a, kind of a farm. You know, Falcon, rural, Falcon and the Snowman like, were there. Community, right? it, it is kind of, but it's, I don't know, it's changed a lot. Um, you know, it's just, um, you know, it has changed. But do, like, do you remember like what kind of industry? It's farming, right? Like, it was, it, it's called military. like the salad bowl of the salad bowl capital because yeah. there's all these farmlands and they grow so much. I don't know if you guys heard of Surf Beach, but it's um, on the furthest tip of Point Conception. And um, that's where the two shark attacks happened a year apart. Mm. They, they both died, yeah. So both my friends were in the water that day. Um, yeah. So I'll never forget that because I used to see Bob Martinez surf there. I saw, like, I don't know, maybe Kern was there one time. I mean, everybody would surf there, you know, and they and I would go. And then I was at the Coldwater Classics one time at Seamers Lane, and they had... Um, the, all this, you know, these monitors, that's when the shark attack happened, right? At Surf Beach. And and I look over and there was Bobby and I go, so Bobby, are you going to surf, surf beach anymore? And he's all, don't even talk about it. Don't even talk about it. Like, you know, he's like, and so, um, yeah. So um, it was, you know, definitely shark territory, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, that whitey is still out there. Yeah. Guaranteed. There's plenty of them. Yeah. And it's eerie. It's like Kelpie. It's dark. Yeah. Kind of a mysterious. Yeah, it was it was a so, trippy place. So how did you get into surfing? 
Well, it just, my brother just, I don't know, I, my brother hung out with surfers, right? And so then when I was growing up, I, I, I grew up on the beaches of Paloma, Hollister Ranch, El Cap, Rincon, Refugio, um, uh, you know, Pismo, we go sometimes, but, um, and so all of his friends were surfers and mm -hmm. I just, and um, do you remember like what, did somebody teach you like, well, I, I would, I, my first board was a rock and fig board that I bought. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I bought it in Santa Barbara actually. Um, but I, I'm not, I don't charge. I don't rip. I barely, you know, I, I can't, I can't hold my own. I can tell you but that. What, I mean, what age was this? You got uh, probably board? high school. Yeah. So? Yeah. So, um, uh, but I want it to be, you know, I want it to be out there with yeah. the boys, you know, in the water, you know, nice. and, um, and I, you know, I, I was immersed in surfer and surfing magazine and, you know, and, um, so, um, you gotta be committed up there. It's cold. Oh, it's cold. cold. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like the, you know, the, the summers and even winters down here. Yeah. It's completely like it's completely different. different. I, I still have my wetsuit, which is a four, three. That's what I have. But I, 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 you know, it was, um, you know, I, I moved when then my girlfriends moved to Hawaii and my one girlfriend's mom got ill. And so she had to fly back, which left just one by herself. And she goes, she called me and she's like 70, you know, I was dating a guy that was in the air force. He was on the surf team. He was from Florida. We had the best surf team. As a matter of fact, we'd compete against Cap Pendleton. We had two guys from Hawaii, two guys from Florida. So we were like, yeah, it was, um, it was cool. So I was going through a breakup and she's like, come to Hawaii, you know, you need to come here. We're making really good money and, and I'll buy you your ticket. And I'm like, yeah, right. And, um, and here comes FedEx, a ticket, a one-way ticket. And wow. I was like, I was 1920. Yeah. 20. Right. And I go, I had already been to Hawaii once and I went to Maui with my sister as a nanny type thing to help her. Um, and I remember writing, you know, a class paper about it saying that someday I wish I could live there. Right. You know, yes. I loved it. And so, um, so be before we go to Hawaii, can we talk a little bit more about teenager uh -huh. years in Lompoc? Cause we don't know too much about Lompoc and like no. the surf scene was big then. Well, not totally big. I mean, there was a handful of surfers, right? Um, and then surfers that were generations, like my brother's age, right? And then all the way down into my age, high school, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I, I'm still friends with all my high school uh, but surfing was a, there's yeah. a community of oh, surfers. Oh yeah, I mean, if you surf Talama and you surf um, tarantulas and it, you know, it's, and it gets pretty big there. Oh I mean, yeah. You know, not everybody can do that, you yeah. know, and um, so. Was there a surf shop that you guys would go um, to? Yeah, or? there was one in town. It was called the Surf Connection. Yeah. My friend. Still there. It's it. still yeah, there. It's still there, right? yeah. My friend's son is running it now. Robin and her husband, who I've known for a long time, the husband, I mean, her son took it over. So, um. Yeah, the surf connection. So that's still there. Um, that's the only one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how, how far is like Santa Maria? Like thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. So, yeah. but that's still pretty far. Yeah, too. I mean, not really. I mean, it's not that far, but yeah. it's because it's then, Lompoc, and then you go towards San Luis Obispo. You'll be Paso Robles, and and then you go Paso. Yeah, and that's where you have all like the lakes, Lake Lopez, Lake Nacimento, yeah, like all those lakes, and yeah. um, and then you. That's when you keep going on to like Santa Cruz, right? But you yeah. started surfing in high school. It, yes. Okay. Yes. Rock trying, and trying, trying, yeah. trying. Fig, yeah. It's, it's, I ended up gave, giving that to my cousin actually. That but it's wild, like a rock and fig board you found up. Made there. up, yeah, yeah. Made it up there. Yeah, yeah, it was a trip. I, yeah. I didn't even know really who Rock and Fig was at the time or yeah. what he was. You know, I 
until I got K-Rock, to be K-Rock, man. And we're talking what, what early 80s? Yeah, or? I graduated okay. in 80, I don't want to say my, I don't care. I graduated in 86, so, okay. yeah. But, um, which, I loved the 80s. That was like a really awesome, epic time to me it was. It you was know? for yeah. all of us, um, yeah. That was like just super fun times. And um, It's when surfing kind of started blowing up. Ugh. I mean, as far as like culture, fashion, industry yeah because the industries you know then the, you know what was it like bronze age and zinca and of course quicksilver and you know all those you know yeah. but there was some others um there was gotcha gotcha yeah. and um god uh so would you go to surf connection like oh yeah yeah that's right oh, yeah i would always go to surf connection yeah get, I the, bought, get the mags hang uh, out, yeah, get the, hang, yeah hang out see what's new and then of course you know I would always be in santa barbara then it was channel islands right so um yeah the channel islands stuff so I, um, any chance we got, you know, I used to hitchhike to the beach, you know, and, um, <laughs> my mom, if, if my mom only knew, normal. yeah, if my mom only knew, but yeah, I, I would hitchhike and my, my girlfriend and I, we'd, we'd always say, well, cause people would pick us up, but, you know, that knew us, you know, but like the furthest we hitchhiked was to El Cap one time. And, um, you know, I had my boom box and my eyes and everything. I'm like ready to go. And, um, and so we had to get back home. It was getting late and we were like on highway we, one. We with boards too? No, or? we didn't have boards. Okay. We had on highway one, we were like sticking our thumbs out and these guys in a Mercedes picked us up. Right. And I told my friend, I go, you know what? If they pull off on a weird road up here somewhere, I go, you just keep your hand on the door. We're going to have to jump out. And she was like, I go, we're going to have to jump out. You got to have, have a plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so sure enough, they pulled off right at towards Hollister Ranch up, going up that way and I go and I looked at her I go and well it was you know they 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 had something else in plan that, mm-hmm. to stop and do but uh I was just like well, yeah it was kind of scary but we they, we got home you know but that was like the furthest we hitchhiked with like I guess Cell Cap which is like 45 minutes away or yeah something like yeah that. yeah I mean back so. then like I used to get rides down the trestles and like people, no, no seatbelt laws. We just yeah. jump in the back, back of the, back of the truck. truck or, yeah. It was loose back then. Yeah. I would never let my kids jump oh, in the back no. of the truck. Put your seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I, I got my license early. My, my, I had two sets of parents growing up. Um, my dad did auto body and then my mom was an entrepreneur with my grandfather and had the restaurant. But then I had a Hanai mom, which is like a, and mom, like Hanai, if you know what the word Hanai is, but you're like adopted, you know, type thing. Yeah. She was from France and she was a hairdresser. And oh. then my uh, Hanai lived in Lombok, Lombok yes. Okay. And her beauty salon was mm-hmm. right across the street from my mom's restaurant. So I, you know, it was much better to be at her like, salon. Your yeah. European French culture, for right? Me. And then my Hanai dad was chief of police, and I um, met him. Her husband, or mm-hmm. oh, separately? No, um, the, the kid on my block had a paper route. And I would help him with his paper route. And we'd do ride bikes. And that was part of his route was the station. So I got to meet, to know the chief, right? He would come out. and But I didn't know that his wife was a client of my Hanai's mom at her shop, right? Mm. It wasn't until he came in one late night and I was still there and to get his haircut. Because he would come in at night when when ladies were gone. And he walked in and I'm like, hi, hi, you know, um, um, I, you know, I forget what I call him. Well, his name's J.D. Smith. And, and his wife was like, how do you know my husband? Like, she didn't even know, you know? Yeah. And so, um. Because it's a small town. It's a very small town. Yeah. So I grew up, you know, um, with two sets of really awesome parents. Like I say, parents, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah. I was kind of really, nice to have. 
Yeah, I, I learned a lot about law enforcement. <laughs> My, well, because he worked for the FBI as well. He was a recruiter. He was he retired chief of police and then he became mayor of Guam. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So when I got my license, um, you know, I, I had a Carmen Ghia. That was my first car. Carmen Ghia. Uh, Those um, are the best. <laughs> and it was a semi-automatic, and I blew the engine twice. And, um, <laughs> and I, uh, yeah. And so, you know. How did you blow the engine? Just not not pushing the clutch yeah, in enough? Well, it was a semi-automatic, um, so it was a special year type thing. And I don't know, I would just. I, I'm just hard on cars, you know, and and then I wrecked it twice on Holama Road. I'm lucky I didn't go going too fast because those I, things are like ten cans. Tin can. yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you can only drive Holama Road one way, and the only way I know it is like fast. you just go fast, you know, because <laughs> you, you want to get bump there. And turn and, yeah, yeah, I mean, I could do it blind, right, blindfold. Just every I knew every every little split, you know, and so Volkswagens were like the perfect teenager car. But some of them are either... They're simple to work on. Everybody could work on them. And they're cheap. And they're inexpensive, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Jay, uh, I had, had, over had a square back. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. my, my first boyfriend had a square back. Yeah. yeah. And the only thing that I had to worry about is how much oil to gas ratio. Yeah. That, it took regular. Right. Like, I, I know. My, my family had Carmen Diaz. Like, my cousin had several, a couple convertibles. So, I that was... like I. I probably could have had an in-car I wanted, but I just wanted that car. Yeah. Well, everybody at that time period drove bugs and, you know, yeah. square backs. Square backs, yeah. Yeah. Hatchbacks. Yeah. And, and they were popular. Buses. And Pintos. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. They were popular amongst, like, surfers. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. In my, at my high school, same thing. Like, everyone drove bugs. Yeah. Well, really? Yeah. Yeah, the square back was a hand-me-down, but it, for me, but it was perfect because you could put your put boards these, in, yeah, right. put the boards in, and not have to worry about them strapped on yeah. top. Yeah, yeah. So I, were, you, were you a good student or? Oh, <laughs> um, well, I was. I don't know how I graduated high school to be honest with you, because I, I, I was like hardly at school. I mean, after were you lunch, boy crazy. No, I just you no, sound boy crazy. I had as I know I had I had the same boyfriend all through high school. I was, I think, at 14 or 15. He was 19, the surfer that I met. So, um, yeah. So I don't know about that. Surfers. <laughs> yeah. And he lived right around the corner from me. So, like, I would sneak out the window and do things like that. Like, my mom would No, but I was, yeah. Because yeah. you're Catholic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Catholic parents are kind of gnarly. Well, my mom was, you know, she was she was busy with work, yeah. right? And and she wasn't, and she she donated a lot to the, to the, to the parish, to the point where the priest would come over to our house, you know, and drink and smoke cigarettes. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, but she never really, you know, would attend services, but I did do the whole catechism and, you yeah. know, all of that. But, but you, you were only child kind of at this point because your other siblings right. were out of the house yeah. by teenage years. Pretty much, yeah. So you're kind of, parents are working at the restaurant I, and you're uh, yeah, kind of I was, free um, flowing. I, I was, I did was, you work the restaurant? Oh, yes. I, I was making bank deposits at five. I was working the cash register at five. I was waitressing. I mean, I couldn't even see the, the, the well, I was told. I, I couldn't even, like, up to the tables, and I'd be like, can I take your order? Like, I just wanted to be big. Yeah. And then when there was a bar at part of the restaurant that had a pool table in there. And I really, sure. oh, yeah. And shirt. so I would go in, and um, and I would, uh, I'd hustle, and I'd say, hey, you want to play a game pool? And 
I lay out a $20 bill, right? And it's like, I'm like eight years old, right? And, um, and they'd be like, yeah, you know? So I was a pool shark. My, um, my grandfather got me my own custom pool stick. Wow. Yeah. At what age? Eight? Oh yeah. Yeah. Easy. I mean, I would just go in there and I found a way to put like, um, a matchbook to where like the balls would just consistently come out. So I would have to put money in it. Yeah. And there was a jukebox in there. So I was just like happy. I mean, you know, I would, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, better, better than a paper route or anything else. Well, I would still do that, but I'm just, you know, if I was at the restaurant, I would, you know, I, I would, I would, I loved pool. I yeah. loved playing pool. I loved just learning. And your parents are probably like, you're hanging around, you're not, yeah. you're not in trouble. Right. Like, but then when the bar was open and I'd be in their house, I would get in trouble for my grandfather. And I, you know, he's telling me to have to shoot me out of the bar, right? Because yeah. I wasn't allowed to be in there. Yeah. But I'd sneak back in and like, you know, because I, I was, I, I learned the value of money at a very young age, right? <laughs> and, um, yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, it was, it was really, I, I, my childhood was a lot of fun. It was, um, I, um, all my girlfriends that I grew up with, um, were blonde and, um, and, uh, high school, she was homecoming queen. Actually. I remember one time we were driving on highway one to Solvang and, um, cool and they, um, and I'm, we're driving and I'm in the backseat and I go, <laughs> and we see this field of hay bales. Right. And I go, I go, I don't, I go, well, it's so interesting how the hay grows like that. <laughs> and they go, what? And I go, yeah, how does it grow perfectly in a square? I mean, literally I'm like, and they just and like, they're like, we're the, that's exactly what they said. They're like, okay. Like, you know, like I'm just, I, um, and you're the one from the small farming. Well, you're all from the all, small farm. All yeah. small farm. Yeah. But you know, I was. I was just jealous because, you know, they can always change their hair color and I couldn't change mine. Cause mine was, well, not really. Yeah. I mean, I could never, I mean, I'd look hideous as a blonde, but I'm just saying they could do all different colors, you know? Yeah. And, but, um, I always wanted to be a cheerleader and I never made it cause I just can barely chew gum and walk. So I'm kind of klutzy, but, um, but, uh, you know, so Thanks to driving. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Just oh no. Uh, so it's, you know, um, in surfing, like, yeah, I'm you... not good at surfing very much at Are all. Are you goofy foot or regular? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I, I know one time I was visiting Hawaii. It was during a Vulcan pipe pro contest. I think it was 2013. And I was staying, um, at my friend's house at three tables and I was staying with, um, Randy Slay and Rory Russell and Nathan Fletcher was there. And, um, some other people were all kind of staying at this one had and at different rooms and so I was I was bored up with Rory and then one night with Randy and um and so Rory took me surfing um in Holly, in Holly Eva yeah. it was it was really it was breaking pretty good you know on the outside right but on the inside he was just, I'm gonna keep you on the inside and so I went with him and um I walked was going through Holly Eva Park and all of a sudden I hear this hey why you can't even say hi to me and I go I look and he goes, what? What's happening? He goes, and he goes, because you're with Rory. And I go, who? And I look over and it's Kalani Foster, you know? And I was like, Kalani, you know, I hadn't seen him. And it was, you know, God rest his soul. I mean, so many people gone. But um, yeah, so I went out with Rory and some of my friends were out and they were like cheering me on. And then I wasn't doing that well. And then Rory goes, well, you know, Stephanie, he goes, you're no queen, but, but you are a princess. You know, so. <laughs> It was, uh, you know, it was funny. He's, um, 
that was a really good Vulcan Piper. I can't remember what year it was, but it was John John and J.O.B. in the finals, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was like, everybody was just like, oh, yeah. you know, um, yeah. So, so going back to it, um, when did you leave Lompoc? I was, so I was 20, because I remember turning 21 in Hawaii, right? Mm. And my girlfriend said that they were cocktailing and that they were making like on Yeah. So you went to Maui with your sister, sister and family. Yeah. And then the second time you went back was a lot. Mm -hmm. And they, because my girlfriend said, oh yeah, we're making tons of money. Get you we're cocktailing and we're making like 500 bucks a night. And I'm all, really? And, um, and I go, okay. So, um, I'm, you you can waitress. You know how to waitress. Oh no, I know the restaurant business totally. Yeah, I can yeah. do you know all of it. You know. Um, but you were just like, there's no way they're making this. Five hundred. Well, yeah, I was like five hundred dollars a night. I'm like really, and she's like, yeah. She goes, you could pay me because I was gonna pay back for my ticket. You don't pay me back your ticket one night. You know, I forget how much it was back then. It wasn't that much, but you know. And I'm like, okay. And so I remember leaving with my two suitcases, and my mom says, you know, you're not gonna come back. And I go, of course I'm coming back, you know, well, I, I what was that. your, uh, I was going to city college, I remember city college, you know, at that time. And so, but did you, is a one way ticket. Yeah. But did you think you were going to come home? Like how long did you think you're going to stay? I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't, and I, I, I don't know. I didn't come home for a year. <laughs> yeah. Did you think you were going to stay that long? No. So but I had a feeling that I, w I would, it's just, um, I don't know. I just, um, I wanted to kind of have a new scene, you yeah. know, you just, when you grow up in a small town, you kind of want to, you know, get yeah. out and, you know, and so, um, and yeah, but then when I got there and, you know, she took me to the place that they were so-called cocktail waitresses, <laughs> uh, wasn't what I expected. And, um, I was like, Oh my God, this is no way, no way. I go, I, I yeah, it was, I was, I was like, I think I, we know where. A oh, we of, think we know where a couple of those establishments are. I well, don't. this one, what you don't really. <laughs> this one was uh, is very infamous, yeah, and uh -huh. um, and you know, of course, so the uh, Korean lady was like all over me because I was lo local, right? So, and all of her uh, workers were blonde, yeah. right? And how you know how they whatever, and so she was like, you know, oh, you know. I'll give you all pain, blah, 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 you know? And I was like, I Are go. you more sought, out, sought after? Yes, because she didn't have like local look, because no girls on the island could ever do that. <laughs> I mean, if you work in that type of establishment. Well, it's such you a know? small world yeah. and everybody yeah. knows yeah. yeah. And yeah. so um, I told my girlfriend, I said, you know what? I'm so sorry. can we tell the spot? Yeah, yeah I guess. Um, well, Fem? Fem New. Yeah. 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 Fem New. And Many so, people have heard of that place. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, so I told my girlfriend, I said, you have to quit. I said, I, I wasn't raised like this. I said, um, I can't work in a place like this. I said, yeah. you have to quit. We have to, you, I'm not doing this. And she was like, all right. So we went and got a job at Silly's nightclub and we had to wear like these skimpy outfits and we were, where was that at? It was like in near Tony Roma's, I think, or down in okay. Waikiki. And you know, they were grabbing, grabbing us and doing and we would walk out of there with like you know, 25 bucks. And she said, do you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going back to the club. I make 500 to to $1,000 a night and nobody touches me. She's like, this is, I don't care what you say, Stephanie. She goes, I'm not doing it anymore. And I go, oh God. Okay. Cause it was kind of, was the other place like, what? No, it was just, 
one of few places and it just was the, the spot. spot right yeah yeah well we were in competition with club roxa that was like they had like because she like my roommate was a penthouse playmate and mm. so that's like she had um that's her that was her standard right for the club was like really you know top notch right girl so um so we went back and i and she was just like you know she was korean and she was just like you know, oh, come on, I pay you good money and you make good money. And, and I'm like, I don't think I can do this. Um, are you, you know, it's not just topless. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. I, and I'm like, oh, my, my mother, I, I was just like, no, I can't. I, well, I had like, I don't know, 10 shots of tequila and um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, the, and then that was it. And, um, I just remember, you know, coming home with bagfuls of money and like at 19, you know, I was making like 10 grand a month and crazy. yeah, it was crazy. And that was like early, early nineties. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. It was nuts. And then, so we were living on the North shore and we only had you to live work. on the North shore. Yeah. And we only, we had to work like maybe two or three days a week because we would do like a double double so that we could, didn't have to leave the North Shore, right? And that's, it got, that you know, tons of locals and tourists, yeah. you know, because it's like. Oh, during contest season. Oh, that was the best. But like. All the boys would come in, right? We were all over the place. And I, I was, <laughs> that was funny because. But that place was like busy 365. Oh, yeah. 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 No matter what. Yeah. 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 yeah it was, um, it was a trippy environment. And, but the girls, I have to say. A lot of them went to college, you know, there was, you know, it was, um, it wasn't a, uh, you know, kind of a place where you did extracurricular activities type of thing, yeah. you know, um, it was, you know, uh, you know, legit. I mean, she was a tough lady to work for <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I mean, she could tell if you gained a half a pound, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, she wanted, yeah. Run a tight ship. I mean, you would tell her, oh, I want to go get something to eat. And she'd be like, no, 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 you, 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 getting too fat. And then, but you tell her, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. Okay. Go to the gym. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So she was a, she was, um, a trippy lady and, um, yeah, she was. She, How long did you do that for? For a year? Um, until I was for like four years. Wow. I, well, I, I, I did, <clears throat> did a tour to Guam and, um, and so I went to work for a nightclub there called Vikings Tavern, which was like the number one club on Guam. And, um. And I because of the what? month, just because I wanted a break, um, uh, I just wanted to break. I still kept my place on the North Shore, but and I was making double the money there. In Guam, yeah. What, what kind of clientele? Uh, obviously, it was a lot of tourism, but it's military, tourism, military, cafe, like, local too. Local. Yeah, um, yeah. It was weird. The stage was really trippy. It was called Vikings Tavern, and at the end of the stage was this big. Um, ship wheel like the like the you know yeah. like it was shaped like it like the, like the stage ship. was say like a ship yeah yeah so um yeah that was um i that was i was there and um that's when typhoon omar hit and it, it was the first uh that hit guam that hit guam which then became hurricane Iniki and hit Kauai. Oh, i mean yeah devastated yeah. Kauai. i and i didn't know anything about typhoons or you know the and, and they like celebrated over there, you know. They like like one party when 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 it's happening, you know. And um, and into so, the world, let's party. Yeah, <laughs> and so it was like during the eye of the storm, you know. And and they're like, we have to, you know, get to the club because it was a brick building, right? Um, 
And so, and so we're driving there and they're like, oh, we can see it's coming, it's coming. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't you know. So we get in and there's a little window in the, it was a brick building with a door and a little window. And I just remember looking out the window and there was a crane on a hotel and it just snapped. I mean, just, I mean, it was just 190 mile hour winds. Wow. It was, it was, a, they declared it a state of an emergency and, um, you know, it was gnarly. And, but because we worked for the club, he had like water trucks. Like we never went without, you know, like a yeah. lot of people did, but it's it the was, most important business. Yeah. On the island up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so uh, you know, so uh, protect. It even got even you know busier after that. You know, so it was like, but um, oh, you know, because so yeah, but nothing um, else to do. Yeah, yeah, so it was really kind of scary, and of course my mom, I did do like back in the day, I would do like swimwear competitions and and modeling and stuff, and so that's what she thought, and I was a makeup artist, so I still did those things because I didn't want to have to like lie totally yeah, you gotta have backup plans yeah and my girlfriends were like why do you diversify why do you have to go you know go do i would work at Almoana and i would you know was a, make, a freelance makeup artist and then i would go to work at night and they're yeah. like you don't have to do that you yeah. know like why do you do that and i go no i have to do that because yeah. i just wasn't this, that way i know. can tell my mom something and not everything exactly yeah. so with guam i did some modeling there and um i um, was um, I, one of the pictures was used on the TV guide, I think Guam TV guide, but um, it was a totally different culture. It's Chamorro there, their language, you know, and so um, Chamorro, Chamorro, yeah. Hmm. Um, Did you learn it? Not half a day. Well, you know who was raised in Guam was uh, Jim Kempton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I remember when um, he didn't know that I knew that, and I think I sent him an email, and I put on the bottom half a, half a day, yeah. right? He, he kind of went over his head, but half a day I put it's like it's like they're aloha, you know, whatever. And, and half a day, half a day, aloha. Well, it means like yeah, like yeah, kind of yeah, huh. like yeah, half a day, like yeah. Yeah, he said it was like a Waikiki kind of break where he learned yeah. to surf. Ninety percent yeah. humidity. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're on the equator. Oh yeah. Like yeah, it's. So not I've been to other places. I've been to Guam, but I know that feeling. So what was the the reason to to work in Guam? Because somebody, yeah, somebody had said, oh yeah, th this club's hiring. They'll pay for your air ticket and they, they they pay for your condo and blah blah blah. And and the, the girls are making like hand over fist. And I go, really? So I I I think I might have sent in something or whatever. And then sure enough, here comes a ticket and you know, and I'm on a plane and. And it wasn't that far. I mean, it was still far from Hawaii, but from it's like a twenty-some hour flight, right? From, from LA, yeah. yeah. And so that was all new to me, like being over, because oh, two, because I I planned on going to Bali, so it was mm. like halfway, and but I never made it to Bali because I got sick there and I had to come home. But I was gonna go to Bali by myself. Um, but um, yeah, it was. It, I went to Saipan. Um, two, which is another little place. Um, that was a trip, and um, so you did it, some cool traveling. So yeah, not really that much, but I mean, because Saipan was it two two places in paradise, practically. Yeah, but it was it was a trip because I I um. Were you going solo like to Guam? You didn't yeah. go with other girls no, or I didn't anything? No, I by myself. Yeah. Well, then a couple girls came from the club, right? But yeah. And they 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 just they couldn't hand, handle it. It was it, it was kind of brutal. I mean, because it was like so humid and. Yeah. All I did was work like seven days a week and Crazy. just stash cash. And so I would. Were you smart with your money? 
Yeah, back then I was. I mean, I was back then I was. But well, yeah, my I would send home like um, I was sending home money orders made out to myself, and my mom had a safe in her room, and she was like, "Well, God, you're sending so much money." Yeah, like, what? What? Yeah, really? What, re, like she was How like, "How many faces do you do that?" Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was it's really like real yeah. good. I'm There's like, a lot of tourists, mom. Yeah, she knew something was funny that was going on, yeah. but um, and so it was, you know, a, a sh it, it was. And then I kept thinking, this is really going to be hard to get out of this industry because what am I, how am I going to make this kind of money, yeah. right? It was yeah, too easy. custom to, yeah. So not to get too personal. So you, you first start, you tell your friends, no, we can't do this. Right. And then you go to the other place and it sucks. Right. And there are people who are way more grabby. So you go, you, you do your 10 shots of tequila. Yeah. And it got easy. Like... Well, yeah, I mean, liquid courage, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was like, I, I had to do that all the time. I mean, literally, and which wasn't a good thing because, you know, um, but, you know, it was just what it took for me. And but then, you know, um, my dad, my dad died of alcoholism. and My brother did, too. And at, at the time, I never thought that I would ever go down that road. Right. Yeah. But. Uh, I, I haven't drank in ten years. So. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. So Lincoln's on like six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. yeah. It's it was it was yeah, but but that was part of the um the the thing the, the whole lifestyle because yeah. you know people would buy you drinks right and so you could sell a twenty dollar drink and you got ten dollars right. If you sold a hundred dollar bottle of champagne, you got fifty. Two hundred was half half right. Yeah. So I got really smart and I was like. I'm not sitting down with somebody for $20. Like I will only sit down with somebody if they buy me champagne. Yeah. Like I was, so I was the biggest champagne dealer. So, so she loved me because it was like Corbell selling it. $500 a bottle. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're doubling your, you're upselling. Yeah. You're upselling. Like, I'm upselling. Yeah. yeah. I'm upselling. Yeah. So is, is the movie North Shore. Yeah. All my that, friends were in it. Yeah. Was that filmed in that part, that scene at the beginning? I don't know. By me, by Oh, so buy me drink. Oh, uh, kind of, but probably not in Femme New. But yeah, okay. that was that buy was me drinky. Yeah, yeah, buy me yeah. drinky. Yeah, buy yeah. me drinky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always thought that was in Femme New. No, I don't think so. I think it was. At some I think place. they try to emulate. Or they yeah, try, that yeah. kind of. They, you know, um, yeah. You know. But remember all, that scene? Uh, yeah. Surfer, buy me drink. Me now that you brought yeah. it up, I, I, yeah. I was trying to figure out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, now Yeah, that was an epic film. Everybody. Well, well, then you know. Were you there at that time? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I because that was like eighty seven. Yeah, maybe no. I was there after. It was after that. Okay. Yeah, because I graduated in eighty six. But um, Jason was in the all of well. Then I moved to the North Shore, right? And I, I see all these surfers that I see in magazines. I think the first person I met was Dan Kiloha, and then the second was Marvin Foster, and then Michael and Derek. Um, Party or. Just on the beach. Just on the beach, just whatever, people's houses. And um, and then um, I met Jason, and um, and he was a pro surfer. You know, he was on the cover of Surfer Magazine at the age of 14, which was back then unheard of. Jason. Majors. Majors. And he was his... his I remember Jason. His, Majors, um, right? his protege, his mentor was Ken Bradshaw. Ken Bradshaw. Yeah. Okay. So Jason <clears throat> was fearless, and he loved, you know, big waves and... Um, so <laughs> I was, um, he was my first boyfriend on the, on the North Shore. <clears throat> my only boyfriend, because once you, 
um, well, he was part of a club on the North Shore. The Hooey? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, once you date somebody in the Hooey back in the day, you know, you're, that's it. You're off limits. You're off limits. Yeah. So, <laughs> you have to go to town. Yeah. You know. It's, 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 it's Hawaii small, North Shore is like really small. Yeah. You know? Well, it was still country. Yeah. You know, when I lived there, it was still like country. Yeah. You know, um... And because everybody would say town and country, you know, well, I live in the country or I live in town or whatever, you know, but, um, it was, it was really like a, a trippy thing to like be in that realm during that time. Well, especially <clears throat> if you come from being a small, a, town. a small town, you know, Lompoc, yeah. a surfer girl, you're looking at all these magazines right. and then here you are a few years later. On the North Shore season, oh, yeah. everybody in the Oh, no, I would, I would flip out. I'm like, oh, my God, it's dangerous. I, and, you know, and Jason would be like, Stephanie, you can't do that. Like, you know, you can't, can't act that way. Me. No, he's like, you cannot act that way. He's like, you know, you're not a groupie. You know what I mean? He would say, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, but then, you know, so I would chill out. But it was just, and then it got normal, right? You know, and but um, <laughs> it was wild because I just thought, God, I'm like watching these guys surf like crazy right, way it's like what was the experience of like the surfing you saw growing up where you you know long pause oh, that's, and, then, that's, that's, and then you go to the north oh, shore that's a whole different level and you're yeah. just are you blown away, I was blown away. Like, pipe and white because well, i lived between white and pipe so when white would get big or whatever and my house the house would shake yeah. i mean yeah and it would be yeah, a rumble you know because so. you lived on the north shore the whole time yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, until I until I went to. Well, I still have my place in Guam, and then uh, on the shore, and then, yeah. So that's. I lived in town, I guess, off off and on, but always, you know, the North Shore. I fell in love with the North Shore. You know, it was just. Um, it's easy to do. Yeah, it was just. It's such a. It was just such a magical place, and. So how long did you work at Femme New? A couple of years. Yeah, and I I was in the industry till I was. Um, I met my son's dad, who's from Huntington Beach. Um, his my my son's grandmother is a Huntington Beach native, as of 1913. Whoa! Yeah, she her family owned the corner of uh, Bolsa Chica and Heil, which was a dairy farm. Ed's dairy was on there. It was a like a cash and carry. Um, her her mother and father bought that piece of property, and they were dairy, they were farm farmers or milkers like or whatever. 20s. Yeah, 1913. So she grew up on the dairy, and um, well, anyways, I, uh, I, his dad was into construction, and he uh, was working on the Hyatt Regency uh, in Guam. They're building it, and he came into the club. And my <clears throat> my thing was, I never dated anybody in the club. Well, I did, well, I was with Jason from New, so I couldn't. I never dated him, yeah. maybe, but um, but I just you know I just never did that. And so um, but he came in, and I don't know, I just. But he's from Huntington. Yes. Okay. And so, like, when people come to Guam, like, that's like the the tradition is to take them to Viking's Tavern. Like, everybody goes there. It like, takes them it's there. The like, spot. Yeah. Yeah you're, yeah. you're on vacation or business in right. life. You're, you're, yeah. We're gonna hit this yeah. spot. Yeah. So it was. So I met him, and then and, and then the guys were like, "Tell him you have to buy her a drink." You know, she's sitting there, and then he's like, "Oh, I go no, no, no don't worry about it. I, I you don't have to buy me a drink. Like, I don't." Don't waste your money. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, and so, um, ah, so we just ended up, I That's ended up seeing you know she liked like, him. Yeah. yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm not upset. I'm not buying the champagne. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't do like it. That. I couldn't do it. You know, <laughs> I was like, 
I think he's kind of cute. Like maybe this could be the exception, right? So, but then there was a beach uh, called, what's it called? It was on the beach. It was a real popular beach that had a bar like on the beach. And so um, everybody went there. And and so that's, you know, I would see him there. And then he came into the club a few times, but he wasn't like, he didn't come all the time. Yeah. No. And then. So he was there on a construction business deal, mm -hmm. building this hotel. Is it what, like? A few months, six months, a year yeah. he was going to be there. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, so we met and, uh, and yeah, then we, we just, um, he ended up, he, he says, well, I got to go back to um, Orange County. And I go, he goes, what are you going to do? And I go, I have a house on the North Shore. I go, I'm not living in LA. And he's yeah. like, he's like, it's not LA, it's Orange County. And I'm like, whatever, you know, I, I'm not living there. And so, um, and so he got a call. That was, that was right after Hurricane Iniki, right? And so his friend was on Kauai and he said, um, well, um, would he come there to work? Cause they needed people. And so after. he said after, and so yeah. he said to me, well, will you go to Kauai? And I said, um, of course, you know, anywhere in the Hawaiian islands, of course I'll go. And so I, um, I, you know, packed up my house on the shore and moved to Kauai. And um, I was, we only knew each other nine months and I got pregnant. Whirlwind. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And so then, um, you know, changed they, life. my whole life changed. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't do that anymore. And I, <laughs> I, as a mom, you know, like that wouldn't be right. And I, I can't, like, what am I going to do? So like, I could still do makeup. I was still a makeup artist, right? Yeah. So. Anyways, I, you know, only knew him nine months and I got pregnant. I was like, oh my God, what, you know, but, um, so my, I, I did, well, I always used to tell my mom I'm not having children. Cause she would always say, you just wait, you just wait till you have kids. You just wait. Life and changes. I, yeah. And I'd be like, I'm not having kids. I don't have to worry. You know? And she'd be like, oh, you know, well, uh, my son was born on my birthday. Wow. Uh, yeah. And when so, is it meant to be? August 31st. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It was, um. Same exact day. Same exact day. That was the day that, that my What's mom, his name? Tanner. Tanner. Yeah, it's okay. Tanner. And so he lives in uh, Portland. Um, but um, he's 28 now. But And he thinks mom is just nuts. You know, because. <laughs> and it's all right. kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I kids. mean, he's just like, I mean, my son, I wanted him to be pro something, right? Yeah. And so he, he, we had a half pipe in our backyard. You know, he was skating when he was like three. He was riding, mo he was, you know, riding motorcycles at five. He was. You know, he's, he was really athletic. I want you, you know? to be in these magazines. Yeah, and I just, I you know, I wanted a champion, you know. but And so he competed and did, and did all those things, but he just wasn't, and he, you know, sometimes he'd get first, second, third. He was, he was good. He was very good. I had, a, especially in motocross, he had um, a trainer at a private track that I would take him to and that, and I knew that his trainer was in high school, but I knew eventually he was going to be AMA, and he is. I don't know how he's doing now, but so I love motocross. And I love skateboarding, even though. I can't do either one of them, but I just, yeah. um, but, um, it's all right. Could be a fan of something. But yeah. like, you know, I had my son sponsored by Honda Yamaha. I mean, I'm like the mom that's like, okay, we're going to get you sponsored by, you know, um, I forget, I can't think of the parts now, but you know, on you, cause the parts, right. They're expensive. Yeah. You know, your bike yeah. goes down, you know, so you, um, you want to make sure they're, your bike's covered, right. But yeah. all stuff. So I, you know, but yeah, whatever um, you can, yeah, yeah, whatever you can. So, um, yeah, so he did that for a while, but he just um, did. Did your man surf? Yes, okay. yes, yeah. He surfed. So growing up in Huntington, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He surfed, and he um, and he he's like he's still like a big kid. Even um, he, you know, 
he he rides me he rides he still rides motorcycles he's got a 450 and um you know he'll you'll just see him doing wheelies on his pit bike like in the track i mean that's just his dad you know so you know um his dad's italian and french and i'm mexican my family's from sinaloa mexico and so um but i grew up you know in california obviously and but um so yeah he's got quite a bit my son is um is uh he's a good looking boy yeah, yeah and he's he's, he's he's really um like his dad is one of those people that didn't know how to turn on a computer but now he could build one wow and like he took um a blazer and it was just metal frame and he built the entire blazer himself it did not he's never done it before that's just he's just what that's yeah real. he's just one of those people that are like hands-on like yeah. they can figure stuff out and I'm that way too. Like, if I can't get something to work, I won't stop until figure I, until out. I figure it out. Yeah, it's a yeah. good trait to have. You know, I mean, like I, just I'm like a, a terrier. In you know, like you know, it and just like I just you know, I, I I'm competitive with my own self. Yeah, I don't. Or if I play pool, you know, but um, you know, but I'm not as good as I used to be because I don't play as often as I do. But um, you know, it's a uh, it was weird because we, we would come visit Huntington um, to see my son's grandmother, but we never went downtown, maybe once. Like, we always just stayed at her house. I was on, right on Bolsa Chica and Hile, right near where the dairy was, mm -hmm. right? So, um, yeah. So, I, I moved to Huntington about six years ago to, take, to help take care of my son's grandmother. Mm. Uh, my dad was gone when I was 24, and then my mom was tragically... Uh, killed uh in 96 so by the time i was 26 i didn't have any parents so, wow crazy. yeah Ugh. and i had a two-year-old and then that's when you guys had to get rid of the restaurant or no, well yeah at that time well my you know it was once you know when somebody it was a nightmare after my mom left and it was and, and i decided to move back from Kauai because i thought it would be the best thing because i was in shock you know I, it's like losing somebody in a blink of an eye is um, yeah. is horrific. It's um. How'd your mom pass? She was um. She went in for gallstone surgery, and uh, the doctor severed her liver, and he killed her, laparoscopically. Um, wow. And and he tried to cover it up, and he, you know, because that's what doctors and hospitals do. They're very, you know. Yeah. And so um, you know, it was uh, we wouldn't have known that what happened to my mother um if they hadn't done an autopsy because they took her to another hospital and they didn't want to be liable right so um she, she flat night she flatlined twice and i guess in california if you die like on an operating table or something they have to do it like like nobody's gonna say we want to you know that's kind of i mean i i don't think i could have said that i went off to my mother you know yeah but you know we were never told like my mom was going in for a, a procedure that's like minor minor and yes. and the doctor knew what he did and and but he you know tried to cover it up but you can't repair a liver you know that's one thing you can't do it's like it's like jello right so i wasn't there i was on Kauai when um i was in the air when she passed away and um so it was really devastating for me and i thought that I needed to come back to California to be closer to my family, right? Yeah. So, um, so we we left Kauai and we moved back and got the whole 
the three of you or yeah yeah my when i was with my son's dad for 11 years but we never married but um i think part of me knows that if we would have stayed on Kauai, we probably would still be together you know because yeah. we had a lot of the same interests and we both um his mom owned um, a bar and restaurant here in huntington and so our parents and then his siblings were 18 years and 20 years older than him it was weird like what wow. yeah it was really weird like we had so much in what common what was the bar and, and restaurant called um, it was called charlie's it was over by mcdonald douglas um, over like in that area and was mm-hmm. um, her logo was a like the charlie chaplin but she turned it into a female with red lips it was a tra- yeah oh, i kind of yeah. I don't, I don't know, know that why. area over there. I should because yeah, Huntington. Yeah, Huntington she State. had it for a long, forever, and um, in a couple different locations, I think. And so she was an entrepreneur, and then she also owned um, Izzy's, which was right next to that watering hole on uh, Bolsa Chica. What's that? High High Rise. Um, it's a, it's on well, that side down, but there's a bar that's like a like kind of a dive bar, whatever. I don't know, but but she had Izzy's. Well, there was a a high end salon there as well, like. Uh, that guy was it Mark McGuire? Yeah, he would get his haircut there. The mm. city from Huntington or somewhere. Yeah. yeah, and so she had a door that went in to the salon, so they could come in, you know, to Izzy's and and buy bagels or coffee or you know whatever. So um, she still, you know, had uh, was an entrepreneur after she, uh, you know, got out of the bar business, right? So um, she was way different than my mom. She was like a very social lady, belonged to the social clubs and. She, um, you guys get hit, hit it off. Oh yeah, man, I loved her. I loved Grandma. She was, um, she was a hoot. She was, you couldn't get nothing past her, because she's seen it all, heard yeah. it all in the bar, right? And yeah. so, I mean, <clears throat> she was too funny. And so, um, that was my only. That was my son's only grandmother that he ever got to meet. Got to meet. Yeah. yeah. And so, he spent a lot of time with her, even after our we split up when my son was like in maybe maybe first grade or so um you know he i he was with his grandma every every holiday because she was like my mom the whole house would be decorated yeah. you know i wanted him to have that experience yeah. um yeah because you know to be honest after my mom died things weren't the same for me like i was on autopilot probably for like i don't know what i did for like four years like i don't even remember like you know it was it it was it was traumatic it was it gave me ptsd you know it it, it i just it was it was really difficult and yeah. um i just didn't understand um you know it was just so bizarre to be without parents you know yeah, yeah. Um, what were you doing for work in Kauai, and then when you moved back like well when i i was um, i got my nail license um and I, and on, when I was on Kauai, I met this lady and she owned a nail song, a salon called Kapa'a Nail and Tanning. Kapa'a and I met her. Kapa'a. 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 <laughs> so I lived right at Baby Beach, which is right, um, right, it was a really cool, there's a reef, they all take all the kids there. It's real calm. And um, so I met her at the Longcomb counter when I was managing the Longcomb counter. And and she was, she'd come in all the time and she was a beautiful blonde. And, and I go, do you have kids? I just found out I was pregnant. I go, do you have kids? She goes, yeah, I have two. And I go, wow, I go, God, you look so good. So, you know, did you gain a lot of weight? And I was asking her all these questions, you know, and she goes, are you pregnant? And I go, yeah. And she goes, oh, you can't be working behind this counter. She goes, why don't you come work for me and, and get, you know, manage my salon and, and get your nail license. So I did. And um, cool. And so I could, you know, we worked with an organic product and so it didn't smell. So 
I could bring my son to work and it was like ideal. And just doing that, I was making several hundred dollars a day, you know, it was yeah. um, good, good money. And, but then when we moved to the mainland, I um, started working for Dean Witter. So I I always say, Is I want real estate, you know, it's a, it's a brokerage firm, brokerage okay. a wirehouse, you know, we're a big wirehouse firm. Um, and so investments, right? Stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Got it. And um, so. What would you, what were you doing? Well, I started off as just like an assistant to the top producer, but I, like I said, I'm very competitive. And so um, even though I, I went to college, but never got a degree, took about a lot of marketing classes and business classes, but um, you know, they kept talking about this series seven, this series seven, you know, you gotta get your series seven to make more money and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so they, they would pay for my, you know, my classes and whatnot. Cool. And so, um, people would come in like that had their MBAs and their job was to study for three months and they got paid every month, like three or five grand a month. And if they passed, of course, if they did pass, they didn't have a job. So I saw many people with MBAs and not pass. Right? Yeah. And cause it's an eight hour exam and you can't take it again for six months if you fail. So I, it took me seven times to pass it. I missed it by one point each time. So frustrating. Yeah. So I came up with this idea. I go, oh, I'm going to write a book. It's going to be called From Stripper to Stockbroker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I yeah. love it. The title's amazing. <laughs> I just, <laughs> Make money. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't the first time, but somebody put it in, in writing is yeah. a good idea. I thought I've always wanted, that was like always something that I, cause I, I come up with like these slogans and like things and like, I, I'm really a big logo person and like a, just I, uh, my sense of humor is pretty, I say, uh, Australian or, you know, it's very, I'm pretty, can be pretty like yeah. too much sometimes, yeah. you know, but, um, we like that. but that's just me. And, um, but you know, I, did you write the book or not? No, I've never written it yet. No, I want it. I want it. I, I would love to be did, able to write did it. Did you finally pass it? Oh, the test? Yeah. Yes. Seven times. I did you. seven times. Yeah. And then I got all my other licenses, 63, 65, 66. And then. After I did that for like um, 13 years, I was like, I am bored. I don't want to do this anymore. So were you essentially a stockbroker? Yes, but I was on a team, but I did, I was a, a senior sales assistant. So I didn't, I would do the trades, but I didn't, wasn't an advisor. You know, I, I didn't, I never really. Is it good really, money too? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was very stressful though. Cause you had to be very, you could, there was no room for error. Minutes and seconds. Oh yeah. Everything. Yeah. It was, it's it was, like buy, sell, buy, or sell. Or if you, if you sold instead of buy, I mean like people, well, there was a group that were ahead of us and they were the top in a region, in the region, the Murray group, which Bill Murray was his brother. Ed Murray was, yeah. So he the, had Bill Murray. Yes. The, oh, uh, so Ed Murray, the Murray group was the top, right? And then the Sousa group, which I was a part of was second. So um, we always wanted to beat the Murray group, but he had a lot of the Deep contacts, pockets. the big contacts, right? Hollywood and this and that, big money. So, but we were, um, we, we, we did good. We, we, we hit like a million in production and we, you know, it was great. You know, it was a lot. I learned a lot, you know, because um, um, like I said, I never thought I'd go from stripper to stockbroker. You know, I was like, mm, yeah. that's a trip. But, but, you know, there was money to be made during that time. It was you know, I, then it changed to Morgan Stanley, Dean Witter, Dean Witter, yeah, Morgan Stanley, Dean Witter, and then now it's Morgan. So we brought everybody public, all the dot coms, right? So I got to see all that. And then, of course, we were the largest occupant in two world trade when 9 11 happened. Mm -hmm. So that was, um, 
that was hard because uh, I went, I was there uh, two years prior to that. I had to go to New York and um, for the company. And, you know, it was weird because like the people that I used to talk to on a daily basis were no longer there. You know, so it was yeah. really gnarly. I, I just, yeah. That was, 9-11 uh, was a huge financial demise, right? Like, took a couple years to, to bounce back from that. It, it was, yeah, but I think because we were the one of, we were the largest occupant in Two World Trade, Morgan Stanley, mm. um, you know, that was huge because, you know, everybody that I talked to, were the, they, were, they were in that building, right? Wow. Somebody so, knew somebody. Yeah. You know, it's a tight, you know, just so, like in the industry, although the finance, you think it's huge, but. It's, yeah. But yeah. you got to know people. Yeah. So it was. Oh. It was horrific, but, um, so yeah, I, I just got, uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't know, my, living back on the mainland, you know, I always wanted to go back to Hawaii, always, you yeah. know, but I had a son to raise, you know, and he was involved in sports, and, you know, um, I, you know, your life is on hold, right, pretty much, I mean, not really, but, I mean, you know, but it, you, you can't, you can't just, just and, yeah. I mean, like, you know, if some, I'm very spontaneous, if someone said, hey, you want to jump on my yacht or you want to go on, you want to get my jet and we're going to here. I, sure. Let's go. You know, like I'm just, but you know, back, you can't do that, you yeah. know, anymore. Right. So, um, but that was fine. Um, you know, my birthdays were, uh, his birthdays, your parties, which yeah. was fine, you know, but, um, uh, it was probably the best birthday present I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, sure of it. And, um, but he, you know, um, He's, he's a good boy, and he, 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 when he turned 15, it was kind of a rough ride, but after that, um, but he's, he's a good kid, and, um, so it's, uh, I... Did he go to elementary and high school in Huntington? Mm -hmm. No, no, in Lompoc. Yeah. In Lompoc? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. So, you lived here and then moved to Lompoc? No, I, I, we went from Kauai to Lompoc. Mm. And then my son went to school there, and, and then when his dad and I split up, his dad moved back to Huntington, and okay. I stayed in Lompoc. And then just six years ago, I came to Orange County, and I was helping to take care of my son's grandmother. Got it. Um, I, had, I, I left. I, just, I wasn't um, happy there anymore. You know, it's just, just too much. So I was... Um, it was hard because I'm not used to freeways and 405 and, you know, roads. Yeah. And I'm used to, like, you know, Hawaii or where I live is, just, you know, very just simple and not, you know, aggressive and yeah. everything. So, Grandma lived over on the corner of, like, High on Bolsa Chica, like that area. So, I stayed in, like, a square radius. Like, everything that I had to do, like, the shopping for her or yeah, whatever yeah. was, like, in a square. So, I felt really comfortable there. So, um, but uh, then my son decided to move to Portland. <laughs> so... It was weird being with his dad, you know, again, like it was, you know, we went through a tough time, um, when we split up and, um, and, and, you know, it wasn't good. And so, um, it was, it was like, we, grandma was a traveler and she was going to Panama, going to the Panama Canal. And, um, both of my son's grandmother's names are on the pier as well. Thanks, what? Here. Yeah. Wow. So, um, donate, donate for the... Yes, for the... Yeah. That's cool. And so there's, you know, I, I mean, I, I since, but I'm not part of, you know, I, I'm not part of, but my son's grandmother was very part of Huntington, you know, yeah. and so, um, yeah, so... Got that connection. Yeah, and it was just, 
you know, Grandma had so many stories. I mean, Corky Carroll would come, came over to her house to like sign a book for his book for her. You know, she was a very special lady, and yeah. she was a beautiful lady. I mean, just she was even as she got older, she was just yeah beautiful. But um, uh, so it was weird being at Grandma's house with my ex, right? And my my son was living. He moved to Huntington, right? So um, that was really weird because. Everybody thought we were gonna shack up again or something, you know, like and yeah. things. And um, but Did he ever you know, remarry or no? It's really strange. You asked that. He never. I've never been married. He's never been married. He didn't have any other children, and I never had any other children. So it's really weird. Yeah. Um. So he's uh, um. It's kind of trippy. Yeah. So, but you know, um, this is the way it is. Uh, I don't know. We're still. We tolerate one another, but he's like, a, we like fight like brothers and sisters, you know, um, and life's hard. It, yeah. yeah. But he's, 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 he's a good person. It's just, um, he gets a pass because, yeah. you know, I have a beautiful son, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you're, I, luck, you know, you're lucky you gave me a beautiful son. Yeah. But Otherwise it was, it was dead. tough. It was, yeah. Tell me about it. It was tough, you know, him losing his mom and stuff. And so. I, I, but you lived here for six yeah, years and I helping was, her. Well, I, yes, but I see, I, I had met somebody in the process. I had met um, Mikey no, J. Another surfer. My, surfer, Mikey <laughs> J. Mikey Collins, who was owner of H2 Active, who started H2 Active. And so I, I, a friend kind of set us up. She's like, oh, go call Mikey J. He lives in Newport. He'll take you paddleboarding, blah, blah, you know, because I didn't know anybody, right? And so, um, and so I called him and he like didn't call me back for like two weeks. And he was like, hard to get. Yeah. And so, I, and I'm like, um, well, no, there's, there's a story behind it because the girl that, that was kind of setting us up, I guess, like, was not the same girl. She was, I don't know, I want to go into it, but he was, like, thinking that she was trying to set him up or something, you know? Like, he was scared to call me back, like, because of her. But, um, so anyways, I met him. He picked me up. We went paddleboarding. And I don't know how we never crossed paths on the North Shore because we know the exact same people. Hmm. Um, Mikey... Uh, was raised on Coronado Island, and um, he, uh, when he was little, you know, he was, I forget how old, he told me the story, they were in class one day, and the, the teacher goes, okay, everybody, class, um, we're going to talk about what we, want, what we want to be when we grow up, and, um, and a girl raises her hand, she goes, I want to be a ballerina, and then somebody goes, I want to be a fireman, and then Mikey raises his hand, I want to be a professional surfer, and then the teacher goes, I'm sorry, that that's not a profession, wow. she says. And um, and he goes, what do you mean? And he, she goes, well, that's not a, a job, you know. And he goes, and he had a surfer, surfer magazine on his desk, and he goes, what's this, right? Yeah. And um, and then he, she goes, oh, oh, well, I guess she can't be a professional surfer. And the class goes, yay, yay, you know, like kids, you know. So, so that was his dream, and he became a professional surfer and he nice. was um had Mikey J. Mikey J, yeah. He was on Island Classics team with Daryl mm. Ho, Michael Ho and Ryan Wood. What's yeah. his real last name? Collins. Okay. But nobody knows him by Collins because his mom made him change his name from Mike Johnson to Michael Collins and because she got married and she wanted them to have the same last name. Yeah. I never met his mom. She died of breast cancer, but I would have loved her. She um she was a she was a paralegal uh, during the day, and then she was a mud wrestler at night. You're kidding. Wow. No, and she would answer the door with an AK. <laughs> what? Yeah. Mud wrestler. Paralegal by day. Yeah. Mud wrestler, wrestler at, at night. night. 
Well, he was. You he, guys definitely would have connected. Yeah. Yeah. He he was when he was little. Well, the mom was from New York. She's uh she was from a Jewish family, and she was like, they owned a paper company, and it was, she wanted to get get away from New York, and so she moved to um to she got pregnant with Mikey, and then from somebody he never met his dad. He was only raised by his mom, and um, and they he was living they were living in Cocoa Beach, and um so she was she would ride motorcycles. So when he was a baby, she put him on the gas can of the motorcycle and they'd ride down to the beach or, you know, he was always on the beach, on yeah. the beach. And so, um, Jill, his mom was, um, yeah, she sounds like I would have really loved her probably, you know, cause yeah. she was, she was, you met the, some strong, like entrepreneurial women in your life. Yeah. She was, uh, he, she, yeah, she, she your, had breast your, cancer. Yeah. My mom, dude's, my grandma. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. She was gnarly. Yeah. And then this lady's gnarly. Yeah, really strong women. Um, um, I have met a lot of, have been, you know, that have inspired me to, um, you know, to, uh, I, I've just to learn new things, right? Yeah. And so, like the past six years, um, after Jason um, died of suicide, you know, well, prior to that, we were going to have um, him. We we're going to open a surf school, right? Because uh, he had worked for Hans Hedeman for a long time, and and. Um, with Jason Majors okay. with Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy worked there and um Seth Elmer and you know, um so we were Jason was gonna have his own school and um but it just things went south and and uh, that didn't happen. And yeah. that was eight eight of eight. So um but you know, after his uh his you know, his uh I just I think that this the his friends, our friends that we met, I mean you know, they were all surfers. I mean, a lot of them were almost all of them were professional, right? At yeah. some point. So, um, I, you know, I, um, it was it, the industry. It was, I just kept saying, God, I, if I could just work in the industry that I love, you know, I, yeah. I just want to work in the surf industry some way, somehow, you know, and, um, so we always say work business with pleasure, yeah. you know, and surfing so, the culture and the life. So I, I, my first client was Sam Hawk, mm. and um, so um, I met Sam and his uh, uh, wife on the North Shore. I didn't know who Sam was because he's older, right? So, um, and he doesn't well, he's in good shape. But we were watching a movie at their house, and I look up and I see this beautiful board hanging from the ceiling, and I'm like, "Oh my God!" I go, "Who shaped that board? That's insane!" And uh, his wife goes, "Sam, Sammy did," and I go. You, really? You shaved it? And she goes, don't you know who he is like that? And I go, <laughs> I go, I guess not. So we're watching the movie and I'm Googling it on my phone, right? And I went, holy shit! Like, I just came out of my mouth, right? And I go, oh my God. So um, so I had to come back to the mainland and then I, as I left their house, I said, you know, someday, Sammy, um, I'm going to market and promote you and uh, make you some money. Nice. And... Um, <laughs> And so I, I did get that opportunity to, um, to uh, create um, his shirts, and I had them on our website when we had our website for thirty nine dollars, and they were selling like that. Yeah. Yeah. So iconic um, logo and yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then he was Chris and Sam Hawk, right? Chris and Sam yeah. Hawk. Yeah. And then uh, they're HP dudes. Yes. HP. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that he was telling me a story about how he first started surfing. He said, "Well, we lived near this dairy." grandma's dairy 
um, that, and there was a balsa board in the back on these hails of bay, hay bales. Yeah, yeah. And, and I took it and, um, and it was so heavy. Um, but that's where he got his first surfboard. Is that just ironic? From, was from, from my very grandmother's. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Wow. I was like, whoa, that's a trip. He and, stole it from. Yes, from there. <laughs> and so him and the brothers would have to carry it because it was really heavy, right? Yeah, They'd yeah. all share it. They all shared it. So, yeah. I so think, I think was it Chris passed a long time ago, right? Yes. Yeah. And Sam just got inducted. Yes, uh, the Hall of Fame in Walk of Fame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just uh, like two years ago? Three, four, yeah. yeah. Three, four, Chris three, was a charter. He, 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 I think he made a final at Pipe. Yeah, they both, well, they. Right? Sam moved to Hawaii, you know, I mean, like way back in the day, you know. Um, but Sam is, um, you know, he, he's, he's very, he's a very uh, private person. You know, he, he's, um, I mean, I, I learned a lot about Sammy when he came to Huntington because he was only allowed to stay with me. And I was like, oh my God, I have to, you know, and it's, why isn't Sammy answering the phone? Is, is, what is he doing? Is he in the shaping He's, he's, yeah, he's in the shaping room. He's, you know, I mean, she, I know, she, but, she yeah. had a short leash. Yeah. So, but it was cool. Um, I, I, I love Sammy and we had, I had a lot of fun with him and, um, he could, he's, you know, he's very talented and, you know, his protege was, um, uh, Dick Brewer, right? So, yeah. um, he taught, he's. He just, uh, I love history, right? And so just in history, sort of history in general, but the surf cultural history is like, yeah. you know, so he, you know, it was, he would tell me stories and, um, yeah. And then, um, I, uh, that, that was, you know, a fun time. And then, um, I, I did an event with him at the green room and they have that plexi shaping glass room in there. So the event room and. And so then I just kind of, um, then I just volunteered like for my Ola Foundation and, um, and, they're uh, they're great. They're yeah. organization. and, um, uh, Wounded Warriors and, um, you know, whatever, um, volunteer work I could do, um, I did. And, um, and then, um, you know, I just, uh, and then I, I think, um, to cross a lot of paths that you, yeah, you it, but, but I didn't realize how much of a connection Huntington had to Hawaii, like a lot of, you know, so, yeah. um, I think my first time I went out, I, I had met Chewy. <laughs> and Chewy so che Chewy took me out to Aloha Grill and the Ramsey brothers were playing and, um, <laughs> and so we were like front row, you know, and, um. There was a oh, guy, geez. yeah, and there was a guy filming, you know, and I was like, oh, no, okay, you know, I like, and so, but um, it was like, um, it was a trip because I didn't know anybody, you know, but, um, and uh, so, yeah. Well, those Chewy. are the people to know in Huntington. Yeah, so sure. Chewy, yeah, so, and I work with Chewy, and so um, uh, we just, um, we're going to be working together on a project called Java Suits, and um, with the this, um, I got recruited by Chef David Coughlin, he does like, the Emmys, the Oscars, he just is Temptation Island, he's a chef. But he has this company called Java Suits, it's made out of um, wetsuit neoprene material that goes on to like coolers, like a big koozie, but you know. So yeah. I said, oh, that's awesome. So I said I wanted to dominate the surf industry and the pet industry, right? So, um, but then my idea was thinking out of the box and bringing in surf artists so that we can offer their images on yeah. To the job suits, right? Give some artwork. Right. So um, I work with Howard Kirk, who has Ways of Destiny, and um, and then Chewy, and um, 
um, then, yeah, I, I just slowly but surely met people and, um, and I was contacted by uh, my friend Dave um, off of LinkedIn. Um, and he was the one that, that he had Surfers Alliance back in the day. He started Surfers Alliance. Surfers Alliance. Yeah. yeah. The triangle was yeah. Yeah. Marty, Marty Thomas. Marty Thomas, Marty Thomas. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was the pay, their only paid writer. Yeah. And so, um, and then Dave worked for Quicksilver. He was international surf rep for like 14 years, right? So, and then he, then he was with Lightning Bolt. For, and then he designed the jewelry for Lightning Bolt. So, um, I met with him and, um, he was talking about bringing back, you know, doing the jewelry again and. Um, so, and <clears throat> so it was just a, such a small world because Shirley Rogers introduced me to Jim Kempton. Jim yeah. Kempton. <clears throat> and yeah. so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so I started, um, that's when he, his book was just launched, uh, Woman on Waves. Yeah. Jim, Jim was super fascinating. Yeah. And just accomplished so much. And I don't know when he sleeps. I tell him, I don't know. I don't know when he sleeps. Cause he told me. Um, we're gonna have to like halt our, our events on Women on Waves, Stephanie. He goes, because um, I'm gonna be busy working on a movie or something like that, like real simple. And I go, oh, okay. And like a month movie. and a half later, yeah, he series. calls. He called me and he goes, oh, um, I emailed you um, something that I want you to watch. He emailed me the entire movie, right, by Wood Barnes. And so I'm watching it, and I'm just like, oh my god. Man. And he gets to the credits, and I'm looking at it. I go, what? I go, why am I? And so I call him and I go. Oh, you didn't tell me that you wrote the movie. Like, really? Like, Which when, one? you know. Guardians of. Gar uh, Big Wave Guardians. Big Wave Guardians, yeah. yeah. Which is premiering, is part of the Oceanside Film Festival. So it's February 24th at yeah. 7 p.m. It'll be. Yeah, and there's something on the 11th, right? Yeah, it's been doing a few, like, small premieres. Yeah. They invited yeah. us to one that I think he said. I think on the 11th, right? Really small. Is it this I didn't know hear about it that one. Coming up. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, I know we're having one in March because March yeah. is women's, but it won't be for Big Wave Gardens. It'll be for Women on Waves because March is women's month. So yeah, I'm no. trying to get that handled. But um, so it's just been like super. So like, Shirley Rogers introduced you to Kempton? Uh huh. Okay. And yeah. She's a gnarly. You know, um, so. It's so, so when you met Jim and he was doing this stuff and then, and then when did this small talk come about growing up in, in Guam and you visiting and. I don't know. You know, actually, I am. But it's just my, so crazy my how many, like, I know. Yeah, you know, cross has crossed. <laughs> I think um, somebody else, we have a mutual friend, David, is a friend, uh, the one that, from Service Alliance, and yeah. like, he's friends with Jim. And, and so Jim, I think Dave was the one that told me. And I go, what? And then, yeah. And then I, um, I kind like, of researched. I spent some time there. Uh, yeah, it was a trip. And so. Um, <laughs> he yeah. probably didn't know the establishment because he was a young Brahmin. and he bounced yeah. at like 14 yeah. or something like that. He went, he, yeah. And he is so like, he sent me an email one time and it said, it said something like, oh, I'll call you in the avo. And I go, what is he? Does he want an avocado? I was like, I, I go, what does that mean? You know, I didn't realize it was like Australian, right? Upper yeah. Avo, right in the afternoon, right? So yeah. I was learning something. So I just like, but it was funny. I'm like, he wants an avocado. I was like trying to figure it out. Yeah. But. Slang. Yeah. But it was, it's been fun working with, um, with him. It's been great. And he's just, uh, he's, uh, he's incredible. But. Um, so you're doing stuff for the Maulua? I do volunteer for Maliola when I get some chance, but the, um, now and, I, and, and now I've, um. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be part of the Hawaii Surf Museum, which awesome. they're opening a museum in Hale'iwa, um, the sugar mill. 
um, Derek Dorner, it was the president. Yeah. And, um, and then I'll also be working with um, Bob Ellis, who owns a Hollywood juice company. That's going to be um, the reason why I, I met Bob is because his logo is a pineapple surfing uh, a wave, right? And so um, I was like, oh, wow, your logo is I need to work cool. with that guy. Yeah. yeah. And That's he, cute. And, and I he go, that. Yeah. And he was like, and I said something like, oh, I love your logo. Blah, blah. And I go, I go, mine's Pineapple Princess. And he's like, I've heard of that. I go, you have? And so he was like funny. And so, um, yeah. So he's, uh, um, and then of course, I also will be working with the North Shore Gun Club, which is Derek's uh, shaping room. And, awesome. And Dick, well, you know, he was left all of Dick Brewer's templates or most of them. Mm. Yeah. So. It's good archive to have. Yeah. Yeah. So Derek, um, I met Derek, you know, in the 80, late 80s when I moved to the North Shore and I I would joke with him. I'm like, yeah, I remember laying out in front of your tower, hoping that you'd like get my get your attention, but you never gave me the time of day, you know. <laughs> I was busy saving lives. Yeah. yeah, no, he's like, oh, I had a girlfriend then. He goes, uh, and I couldn't have any side salad because, uh, you know, she would have been dead. I go, okay. <laughs> I'm sure it was the same thing on the girl. Yes, you know, yeah, boys, yeah. Girls, like they, you know, but um, side salad. Yeah, yeah. side salad. Is <laughs> side salad. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Yeah, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I love everything about surfing and the surf culture and surf art and the shape, you know, I just, it's, it's, um, it, it's just, it's a real, um, even though I'm not, you know, in the water or like a pro surfer or, you know, I, I just, um, it's just, it's just my, it's just the way of life. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to say it. It's like. I don't know any other life, you know. Um, That's why they're able to sell it to middle America and all over where there yeah. is no water. Because yeah. there's this, in, in fact, you know, infectious like, li like life of bikinis and board shorts and warm sand and I, blue I water. Was, yeah. surfing. And, yeah, and yeah, I, I volunteered for the ISA um, when they had the Olympic um, uh, um, contest down in Huntington. The waves were actually really good that day. And I, I volunteered for the three days and I... Um, I do, I, ha I have like, I do resin art, like jewelry, I, just for fun, but not a lot because when I work with resin, I have to wear like a hazmat suit because it's, I get it from head to toe. It's all over me. Yeah. And um, it's not fun to get resin off. But I also make organic soap. Wow. And so. Um, and this lady's busy. I, I, yeah. And so, but I love making soap. It's, I call it, well, and I do art, like I made that thing, but I, I use stencils, for, you know. <laughs> That's the that's extent artist I am, but um, I I just like learning new things. I'm I'm an avid learner, you know. Yeah. And um, now did you ever write a book? No. Okay. Is no. that your next project? No, or? I don't know. I'm not a writer. Jim. Jim, yeah, yeah please, on. Jim, help me with the with the, from stripper to stockbroker. Yeah, but my my boyfriend wrote a, a, a script. It's called Resolute, and it's um, you know, hopefully it'll get picked up at some point. But it's about a surfer who. Uh, his father is a DEA agent and it's about his life pretty much, um, almost. Um, and his father, um, infiltrates this, um, this group of surfers that are smuggling, you know, uh, drugs and so not whatnot. And so they point, point, kind of point beach break. Yeah, kind of, but not really. But, but this, this is actually a true, this is actually his life. Oh, I bet. And, yeah. There's and a so, lot of, I mean, and so he, he wrote this and, um, and like, you know, he was, he was, he was flying, you know, from San Diego to, uh, Coalima, right. And, um, and then with boards that were hollowed out and then, you know, packed with marijuana and then the shipped back, started. right. 
And so, you know, he, he, I mean, it was like big dollars for him, right? And, um, and so the, basically the movie depicts it. And so one time he was coming back and they stopped him, right? And they said, this board feels really heavy. Um, and he's like, well, it's, you know, it's a paddle board. It's, it's supposed to be heavy. And oh, no, we're going to put it under the blonde hair, blue eyed surfer in La Mesa prison in Mexico, right? Yeah, and uh, so he and he thought he was gonna die there, right? And and so and who was this? My my boyfriend, Michael, my Mikey J, Mikey Collins. Yeah. So he got busted. Yeah. Wow. So he was blonde hair, blue eyes, and he wrote the script. Yes, he wrote okay. the script. So it's kind of like that, but he but then he had it rewritten by some script people because he had an investor um, in the script, and so it was rewritten by like like they work with George Clooney and so they kind of revised it to mm-hmm. where it's not so yeah. much like a documentary type you know yeah, yeah you gotta so, you have some filler you yeah have some and they and he has a deck you know they made a deck and so um but oh, cool. he he wrote a, you know it's it's a really good script I mean it's very um you know suspenseful and um does he have a name for it it's called Resolute oh Resolute mm-hmm. yeah and then he wrote another he's a writer he wrote another uh, script called um it's, it's comedy it's called Senior Discount that one hasn't been that one's funny yeah, that one's funny. It's about like these college kids that that you know get out of college and they get a job at a marketing firm. They're they're supposed to make all this money, but where they're living, it's like the rent's really high. But all the like the the fifty five and over or like the old folks home are really cheap. So they dress up like you know like old people to, so they can live there really cheap. And they have to. And then all that the, is amazing. Yeah, that sounds then, pretty good. And then then they get, get all these all the th- then early the, bird stuff. Yeah, all the early. But then all the ladies in there are like hitting on them and scamming on them, you know, yeah. because, because they're all energetic yeah. and all like got the mood. Yeah. And like they, was they, it bad, gra- uh, bad grandpa? Bad grandpa. Something like that, yeah. You know, like. Bad, yeah. So and so, happy but, hour lark. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> so Mikey, he's, he's very, um, you know, he's creative, creative and he. Why is he. Dude, he's got to write Chewy's. I know, he should. Chewy's story, gnarly. Yeah, his story is gnarly. Yeah. yeah I Chewy, thought he was working on it. Chewy, yeah, I think so. Chewy mm-hmm. is, um, Chewy and Mikey, they, you know, they get along a little, well, everybody likes Mikey, but you, if you were to see Mikey, you would, you would never think in your wildest dreams that yeah. he was ever like in that type of an environment, right? Or even a pro surfer, because he never talks about himself like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, people are be like, he's like, yeah, I surf. And then I'm like, he don't, you were a pro surfer. Like you don't just surf. And, yeah. and then they'll go, he was pro. Like really? Like, and I go, yeah. You know, but he, he never, and he's like, Stephanie, you know, when you, when you're a pro surfer, or you're pro anything, you don't, you know, that's like not good to ever say, like, you don't say that, yeah. you know, not unless you're Gabriel. Change, Medina. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Dad always time. brags about it all the time. Really? Dude. <laughs> I, I would, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I have, Hey, I mean, you know, I was just, I was gifted, um, like, all these volumes of Surfer Journals, and um, I was like, I'm so in awe, and uh, and Surfer Magazines, like, a lot of them, like, yeah. um, and... Me too. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm... Just, just recently. Just recently, me too. Did I give you that box yet? No, you haven't, bitch. Whoops. Oh, I, I'm just so stoked. I mean, Lockhart. I, I have a friend that was, um, he was one of the first black surfers, I don't know if you guys know him, he's from LA, um, his name's Don Stein. And he was um, sponsored by Victory and um, mm. Gotcha. I'm, I'm not sure, but he um, yeah, he's but he's a really big historian, like uh, on surfing and just LA in general. And so, like, um, I always call it, you know, surfing 101 because, like, he'll go, "Okay, now we're gonna talk." He like he like takes me back and gives me like history, right? Yeah. You know, 
And, um, and so uh, it's, he's, yeah. And he, he, he has like curated all these, on his Facebook page, he has all these like folders of like, you know, people, right? Yeah, throughout. Cool. Yeah, it's, so it's really super cool. And um, so, it's but yeah. It's neat to see people, you know, keep the culture and kind of document things and for, for, to show, you know, well, because it's, it's totally different now, you know, it's, it's back then it was not, I mean, who would have thought that surfers would be making six figures or more, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just insane. And, you know, but, and it's, you know, it, you know, who would have thought it would become a billion dollar industry or, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. it's like, um, well, I think the magazines should, should document like, I don't know. Are the is surfing and surfer and all them? Is are it, they just online or no? It, it, I don't even know if they're online. But is is there archives of it? Like, yeah, there's sure archives. There I the only magazine that's out well in print is Free Surf Magazine. I know. And, yeah, I, Tronic. and I just sold my first ad with Free Surf. I work with Electronic. Wow. I sold my first quarter page ad to Plastic Fantastic Surfboards. Wow. Are they back? Yeah. PlasticFansTasticSurfers.com, yes, to awesome. Robert Highsmith, yes. Yes, so, um, Bob Highsmith. Yeah, so he did a quarter Your page mom's ad. mom's good friends with him, right? Yeah. yeah. He's tight with my parents. Really? Yeah. He's, he's great. I love him. He's yeah. so sweet. So, yeah, um, he's been really trying to work on bringing, you know, the brand back and merch and whatnot. So, yeah. um, I, Such I a said, great name. Yeah, I said to him, you know, the March issue of Free Surf Magazine is going to be the biggest uh, publication that Mike's ever done because it's going to have the Eddie and the backdoor shoot, the who oh, shootout. Yeah. So it's going to be the biggest, you know, one he's done by far. He said, and I and and I said, well, you know, um, he's always said, you know, seventy, you can sell ads, you know, blah blah. Because I I've known electronic for a long time, and yeah. and so I I I said, well, my, you know, so I did like ten minutes. <laughs> so yeah, but I did. It was a favor because it was like. On the line, like the deadline was like within two days to get things in. Yeah, so, yeah. so um, Mr. Highsmith was like really stoked that he got in, you know. And that's so, awesome. that's Look at you, you little hustler. Yeah, I know. Oh. All over the place. Yeah, I know. I, I just, but that's just me. I mean, I, I like to do, you know, I like to work with good people, yeah. you know, um, in in the industry, and um, you know, it, it's. Um, I hope that. I mean, I always um, like if I do live feed, um, I always copy you know shannon reporting because i thought oh i'd love to work for like do something like that like commentating or interviewing i did volunteer for the supergirl super pro contest and i was on their social media um team so i did um a lot of interviews with the girls you know nice. um that was fun for me um but um I always say, hi, this is Stephanie reporting live, and I've already, you know, <laughs> yeah, or this is uh, the Pineapple Princess, or I'd say whatever, you know, so, um, yeah, so it's, um, it was, it's, and I, so I met her at the ISA contest, and, um, and I, I made some special soap for the ISA, um, it looked like it was waves. With, like, what a great way to tie in, you yeah. know, like your side hustle, or your business, or your passion. Well, it's, I call it soap therapy, because it, it is therapy for me when I do soap, and, yeah. but it is organic. And it's an art, really, because you can make soap, like, really insane. Like, I make it with waves. It looks like the ocean. And I use all organic stuff. And I use, um, I use like, Himalayan salt or Hawaiian salt, you know. Um, and so, but I did special for the ISA that I did. I did ISA. I made out of soap, put letters on top of the soap, right? It was cool. branded. And so I had not met Fernando. And... Uh, uh, David Reynolds, the artist here, um, was there, and um, I said, "Hey, where's that Fernando?" And he says, "Oh, he's in the VIP area." So, 
um, I brought him the soap and he was stoked, you know, he was like, yes. yeah. So, but I made some for the media group as well the day before. I made a lot of soap. And um, I was supposed to be like doing other things, volunteering, but I got stuck in the media room. Um, like, I, I mean, I had, I fed them lunch and got them drinks and did what I was supposed to do. And then I kind of just, it was the best place to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I was just like there with my camera and, and there's all these people from all different countries, right? All there. I mean, all and under doing the same, you know, it was yeah. just, it was just like the most insane thing. And, um, and then I, I met these people from, um, um, Peru and I said, Oh, my good friend, uh, Raul Kale, you know, uh, is from Peru. You know, Raul, are you serious? And he's like, um, right away he like uh, messaged him, you know, and then, um, yeah, it was, uh, it's just surfing. It's a small, small world, world yeah. you know, it is. ties us all in. Yeah. So yeah. Well, it looks like you've navigated pretty well through, you know, your life doing all these other side jobs from, yeah, I you mean, know, nightlife, nightlife, yeah, to stockbroker, yeah. to taking care of family, yeah. and, and yet you're back into surf and, and connecting with people. I think it'll always it'll always be a part of my life. You know, uh, I mean, Hawaii is like, mm, you know, that's where my Hanai family lives. You know, yeah. and um. And I, it, it just holds a special place in being part of, you know, the Hawaii Surf Museum, which will be located in the Sugar Mill, um, along with Oliva Juice and North Shore Gun Club. Um, you know, it's uh, it's an honor to be on the team, right? Yeah. Nice. Because I never thought in my wildest dreams that that would happen. I, I merely called Derek to uh, get a shirt to Laird, that a friend of mine that bought a, a lot of wetsuits. He bought like I don't know, 800 wetsuits and I was hired to get rid of them for him, sell them for him. And when I was working with him, he uh, found out that he had a fourth stage pancreatic cancer and he told me he had a month to live. And so um, I had to sell those wetsuits. And, um, I, he had a, a warehouse on 16th Street and I, I just remember sitting there going, I did this display outside of wetsuits and we had this giant wetsuit that was probably as big as this wall. I mean, literally, a giant, like, For, like, huge. the sign? It, like, no, on. it was, like, somebody's wetsuit. Yeah. No, I mean, I went... And so I put it out there, and I was, like, huge wetsuit sale, you know, and I had the front of the of the warehouse all merchandised, right? It was all nice. And I was sitting there, and I go, God, I, God, I, I, I just need to sell all of these. Well, somebody needs to buy all of them. And and all of a sudden, like, an hour later, this, this blonde chick walks in. She goes, oh, what do you got going on here? And I go, oh, do you surf? Do you paddleboard? No. I go, well what are you doing here? And I, I told them. Steve Terragus, he invented Specs um, eyewear that they used. Um, yeah. And he also the had... goggles? Yes. Yeah. And he also did, um, he has, his other trademark was Amphibian USA. So he did Amphibian skateboards, and which I now have. Um, so I'm doing skateboards on parade as well. So that's another <laughs> thing I'm working on with Chewy and so, and, and, uh, and Roy Gonzalez. And um, so it's just... Um, but yeah, and so this lady walks in and she goes, oh, I have a nonprofit. She goes, um, I, I, I rescue animals. And I go, oh, really? And I, I told her a story about Steve. And she goes, well, I don't know what I would do with all these wetsuits. And she goes, so how much for all of it? <laughs> and I go, what? And she goes, yeah, how much for all of it? And I go, uh, okay, well, let me ask Steve. I know how much he paid for it, right? And so I know I wanted that money, much money back. And, um, and so I called him and he was like, you know, on his last legs, pretty much, right? And so um, he could barely talk. And so, yeah, he tripled, if not more, his money. And uh, we sold it to her, and she bought everything. And then he Within, 
one day. Yeah, and he she facilitated he he she sent it the wire transfer. He facilitated the wire transfer, and then he died the next day. Oh, gnarly. What was the guy's name? Steve Tergus. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. He he was more of a skater. You know, he was he loved Rick Griffin. Um, he loved he worked uh, with buttons a little bit. He he was. Um, you know, he he could design. Uh, I did um, Rock and Fig's first anniversary um, memorial out on the pier, so um, he designed the T-shirts for that. We mm-hmm. didn't sell them; they were just given to people, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was uh, his girl, Fig's girlfriend wanted to do something special for Fig, and so uh, she asked me if I'd help her, and I said sure, you know. So yeah. Steve, I brought Steve in, and but um, yeah, he um, he was an incredible person. He. He, you know, he, he gave me a key to his warehouse and he gave me the space. He goes, yeah, I want you to have the space so you can do your soap. You can do whatever you want. You could stay here as long as you want. You could spend the night here. There's like places. I mean, it was huge, right? And he, and he goes, um, you know, whatever you want, Stephanie. And, and I, and we would just sit and collaborate about, you know, stuff and, and things that we wanted to do. And good and, human. And it was, yeah, it was really, he, I, I only knew him for a short amount of time, but, um, he just was, uh. Spirit. Yeah, it was just incredible. It yeah. was just super incredible to meet this man that just was a total ray of light. And um, well, it seems like you you have that kind of same persona because yeah. you keep surrounding yourself with with good people and good opportunities. And yeah. you know your your love for the pineapple and, and your analogy of of <laughs> surf culture. Yeah, I love it, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's um I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. I think I'll always be a surf chick. Like I always cuz someone said something to me like I go I'm just a girl that loves pineapples and surfing, you know. That's it. That's yeah. all it is, you know. Um but, you know, um I I just, you know, that's I, I, I they say do what you love, right? Do right. what you, you know. So finally uh, 54 I'm you know I'm able to at least get my feet wet in the industry I hope that I can dive in a little bit more yeah yeah. so we'll see awesome well we're definitely going to promote North Shore Girl here and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, hopefully open some pineapple doors for princess. you. Yeah. Yeah. And then definitely when the North Shore Surf Museum happens, it's, that's going to be an awesome museum. I mean, it's long overdue for yeah. Hawaii, you know? Yes. Um, so, and... I mean, the heritage <clears throat> and all the history and the people that... I mean, this the cool things that they yeah. could put in there. Yeah. yeah. And then, the, well, he's pairing up with this guy. He um, has Hollywood juice, the guy with the pineapple on the wave. So... Yeah, so that he has like this special ingredient, and I should have read more about it, but um, that he uses. But him, he was delivering juice to people, you know, like on the North Shore, like yeah. really, like to real healthy type yeah. um, press, antidote fresh, type of yeah. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it, it's just so ironic that that you know I didn't even know that yeah. he was working with Derek or that he was, you know, it's just it's just a small world, you know. Yeah. It just really is, and. And so, you know, I, I still want to develop the H2Active Foundation, um, which will encompass, like I told you, suicide prevention awareness. Um, yeah. All working with our veterans and, and troubled kids and homelessness and all that. And working with like Chewy and my friend Howard and, you know, surf music art, right? Yes. And so, um, and because, you know, as my friend used to say, Kids in sports stay out of courts, right? So <laughs> that's a good one. So. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah. So well, we wish you the best. Thank yeah. you. Thank and, you guys and, for and having me. Yeah, today. this is awesome. And, um, thank you Keep so much. Keep uh, us informed on how we could help promote these these things, especially when we get H two yeah. active. Like, thank you. Get yeah. started. We'll and how, be, hopefully, we'll be able to be a sponsor. That'd and, be yeah. Nice. And yeah. then how uh, can people get soap? Or are you just kind of? I'm, I I I just do, I give it away. I yeah. mean, um, but as soon as I um, get the website, get the website up for the Pineapple Vintage Surf Shop, I'm gonna offer. Um, uh, um, you know, the soap and things like that there. Cool. I, I did, I twice. So I, there's two th- great things that I did. I did broker a surfboard for somebody. It was, it was a Garcia board and Sonny Garcia. Yes. Yeah. And I you know Sonny and I used to always joke with him. I'd say, Sonny, can you just marry me? So I have to change my last name. And he'd <laughs> laugh, you know, but you know, he wanted to sell the board for like, I don't know, very cheap. And I said, I can't do that. I said, yeah. that's disrespect. I can't do that. And he goes, well then, you know, sell it for whatever you want, you know? And, so I, I got like $2,500 for the board and he was like shocked. He's like, how did you do that? Crazy. Yeah. Pineapple girl. Um, yeah. So. Princess, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, and so it was, um, that was really hard for me to do kind of in a way because, you know, when you deal with things and blink of an eye things, you know, and you kind of, it just brings back stuff, right? For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. But God bless him. And I, and I, that was, it was an honor to be able to um, to be able to sell one of his uh, one of his boards, you yeah. Know? So yeah, that being said, awesome. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for sitting down thank with you. us. Yes. Stoked to hear your story. <laughs> Hopefully, it wasn't too uh, risque. No, but, not uh, at all. No, we've had worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> we've had worse. All right. Well, yeah. Thank no, you guys. Interesting. Thank and, you guys yeah. for my hat and yeah. my stickers and yeah. my uh, my peach orange oh orange pineapple. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Oh. The Ashland uh, yeah. uh, variety pack and uh, my shade sunscreen. sunscreen. Awesome! I can't wait. That's all gonna be awesome. Thank you so much to your sponsors. You know for um, for keeping you guys going and yeah. thank you guys for your podcast. It's amazing. Awesome. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Aloha. Peace. Aloha. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade Shade Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. 
surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.